Welcome to Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast. This is episode number 29 and my name is Susanna Rantanen. How do I measure hiring success as the person on social media? What can I do to improve our hiring success? Success in hiring is really important because obviously the you know recruiting is an expensive sequence of activities and hiring someone who later turns out not to be the you know not to have been the greatest hire makes that recruitment process even more expensive. I used to work a lot with the recruiting, both in-house as well as as a consultant in my first own business. And <clears throat> during my time in hiring, I learned how little we think about the entire process and how the uh, success or the uh, failure in hiring is often times seen solely due to the actions of the recruiter. However, if you pick past an entire recruitment process, a hiring process, you realize that the hiring manager or the customer has actually a lot more impact on the value and uh, or the potential success than than you think about, and also than the actual talent acquisition person, the recruiter, has. So if a company continuously fails to hire, it obviously impacts that business. Uh, companies hire because you know they have a need for uh, resources such as skills, knowledge, expertise, you know, pairs of hands, and so on. And uh, these days, companies don't hire anymore unless they need that particular resource. So if that um, if the company continuously fails in recruitment, fails to hire what they need, obviously it has an impact on the business and the financials of that business. But it also has an uh, impact on the overall employer uh, appeal, so the reputation uh, as well as the attractiveness. The modern employee branding method that I developed, uh, it helps to uh, influence the hiring success greatly. And when a company succeeds in hiring, well, obviously, you know, that produces, uh, it's kind of like a wheel that then feeds the employer appeal, feeds the reputation, which then helps again, you know, succeed in your hiring and so on. So that kind of continues like a wheel. So, in this episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast, I want to talk to you about, you know, what success in hiring means. I want to talk to you about it in terms of measuring that success. But in this episode, I don't talk, I'm not going to give you goals, objectives, and, and, and metrics. I want to go like beyond that and uh, help you to comprehend the sort of the overall uh you know what is a success in hiring or a failure in hiring so let's first talk about what success in hiring really means 
So I think that, uh, you know, I always say that, well, if you ask me, like, what makes successful hiring, I would say that it depends on who's asking. And it also depends on that person could have influenced that success. And did they influence that success? Hiring success is measured by the expected deliverable by each of the person who is taking part in that process. So if there's only one person, like myself, I'm an entrepreneur, oftentimes I might be the sole person who makes the the hiring decision, who profiles what I need, who writes the uh, job post, who does the recruitment process, who then, you know, makes, takes care of the candidate experiences, who does all the communication, who makes the hiring decision and, and so on. So obviously then, the success and the failure would be 100% depending on my actions, my priorities, my uh, skills, my, uh, you know, values, and, and so on. But oftentimes, companies have, you know, multiple people taking part in that process. And even though uh, your title would be, let's say, a recruitment manager in your company, uh, it's it's still going to be in the way in most cases that you are not the sole person who's taking care of that process. So when I say like, you know, success in hiring, it's not depending only on the recruitment person in the company and, you know, that person's actions and decisions and skills. It's as much dependent on the other people, such as the hiring manager's uh, role and skills and priorities in that process. And it would be highly unfair to measure the success of a recruitment process or success of your overall hiring solely based on, you know, the actions of the recruiting manager or the talent acquisition manager or the recruiter. So uh, let's talk about first, like, who is evaluating hiring success and what does a successful hiring look from that perspective? So we understand that hiring success is a little bit more than, you know, we might think about. So I'm going to start with the hiring manager, which could be, for example, myself, but it could be your colleague, the person who's hiring to their team or to their business division. So uh, obviously, you know, if, if I talk about myself, uh, when I hire as a manager, as an, as an employer, uh, successful hiring to me is more than just getting a contract signed. How I measure the success of the hiring is that uh, all, already through the course of the probation period and towards the end of the probation period, The hiring is not successful unless I'm confident that this new person, this new employee, understands their role, understands what I expect from them. They fit into our team. They understand our values, our culture. They want to work uh, in the ways we work here to deliver our customer promises. And they have presented me a promise of a successful delivery of their own work. I don't expect a person to, you know, over the course of their probation period to give me the results that I expect them to give me like a year later, but I I expect them to give me that promise that they will be able to give me those results a year later. So just signing a contract to me is not yet 
a successful hiring. I need to know that this investment to a new person pays out and does not turn into an expensive cost hindering my business. So if I get a contract, that's a great step, but it's not yet a successful hiring to me. Obviously, as time goes on, the cost of hire must turn into an investment. And how that happens is when the newcomer, the new employee, start to deliver more and more value to the business. Uh, And more value means that more value back than they cost to the business. And the faster this takes place, the faster a new employee becomes productive to me, to my business, the more uh, successful I see that hiring. Uh, And I'm pretty sure that most employers, uh, most hiring managers think like this, or they at least should think like this. So then if you think about like this hiring success, you know, there's, uh, you know, from, from this perspective, there's a lot of areas that I personally would have to then influence and make sure that I did my part in that in order for this recruitment to be successful or to become successful. So I've had a very successful hires during my time as an entrepreneur and during the time that I did, uh, you know, recruitment uh, in-house or uh, as a consultant. But then I've also had hires that were not that successful for the business. You know, people were great, but they were wrong addition to my business. So a successful hire for the hiring manager must never be measured as a signature on an employment contract but as an addition to the team who contributes more value than uses and who feels happy and inspired to work in that team, in this company, with those people and for those goals and objectives they were given or that were together decided. Now, this would be the perspective of a hiring manager, the perspective of an in-house recruiter or an external recruitment consultant. Obviously, it's very different. So if we think about the success uh, means uh, that uh, as a recruiter, as a consultant, you're able to present that candidate that fits the bill to your hiring manager or to the customer. uh, And then that person is signed as a new employee. You know, that contract is signed in in the promised time if there was a time limit to this process. So let's say like as a consultant point of view, if a customer makes an employment contract with the presented candidate, you should be able to trust that the customer is using their own judgment in that decision making. So whatever happens after that is up to them, in my opinion. They could say that no, I'm not satisfied with the candidates that you are presenting me. I don't see any of these to fit the bill. I don't want to sign an employment contract with any of these. I want you to look for better candidates because I can't hire any anybody from these options that you presented. And then that would be when the consultant would have failed to deliver in the first place. And the pretty much the same goes, we won't talk about in-house recruiter because it's not the recruiter very often who makes the final decision of the, you know, for the hire, it would be the hiring manager. But it's also not automatically like that either because, you know, there's been times uh, both in 
when I was an in-house recruiter as well as when I was a recruitment consultant that both parties, myself and the hiring manager, we entered this recruitment process knowing that this would be really difficult uh, process. And what we're looking for is, you know, a very competitive profile and we may not have, we may not be in a competitive enough position to get, you know, to, to, to succeed. But we decided to take the risk and try. So then failure to deliver would not be a hiring failure. It would be just, you know, that risk kind of materialized. We knew there was this risk and we decided to take that risk and, uh, you know, it materialized. We didn't find the person. And we knew when we started that it would be more likely that we don't find this person than that we actually do find the person. But we decided to take the risk and try anyway. So in this case, you know, the the lack of not coming up with a person to sign the contract with would not be a failure to hire. To successfully present great candidates to the hiring manager requires work also pre-marketing. An experienced recruiter is able to consult, able to guide, able to help that hiring manager already in that pre-marketing phase, what I call profiling the hiring need, to make sure that they get it right. Because over the years that I've been working with recruiting, my the, sort of the first 12 years of my career, HR career, uh, and I'm still working with growth companies, you know, in the era of, you know, talent marketing, where obviously this part, this particular part of profiling the hiring need is, you know, it's still, you know, what we do for business. Uh, Many failures in the hiring process are do not doing this part right. So, Just to give you an example, that if you start looking for and marketing for apples, and then later, you know, over the course of the process, you realize like, oh, I I, I actually wanted to get tomatoes. Well, what is the likelihood of you, your marketing uh, process producing you tomatoes uh, and you having tomatoes in your hands after the process is over? Obviously, it's not very, very big. So if you start looking for apples, you're gonna you're likely to get apples. You're not likely to get tomatoes. So it's very important to understand that if you don't do the work <clears throat> before you start that marketing phase, that uh, write that job post and start marketing that, you know, uh, whatever you get as a result of that recruitment marketing phase will be, you know, what you profiled or what you decided not to profile. So then you need to select from what you have. And if that turns out not to be the best, uh, you know, selection, then, uh, well, who's responsible for that? Is it the recruiter who consulted the, the hiring manager? Or is it the hiring manager who, you know, were pretty adamant that this is what I want and this is, or this is the information that I'm going to give you? You decide. The applicant side, uh, if you look at the successful hiring process from the applicant side, your hiring may also fail because your candidates are treated poorly or they are forgotten altogether in your process. So candidate experiences should be taken much more seriously because they don't only impact the success of this particular process, but they also, you know, they impact your reputation. So they actually 
directly impact the success of your colleagues' process today or tomorrow or next month and the successes of your other processes in the future. So last autumn, I was uh, in a LinkedIn conversation with some of my contacts who told me uh, certain who told me about this uh, uh, specific, uh, very well-known recruitment uh, companies in Finland uh, to have such bad reputation among uh, candidates that job seekers actually refuse to apply to jobs that are handled uh, by these two recruitment agencies. I'm not saying like all job seekers, but these were in particular industries where they have bad reputation. I've never heard about this before, so I was really gobsmacked. And uh, it also, um, you know, I also started to, to think about the role and the responsibility of the recruitment agencies to take care of the candidate experiences, your candidate experiences, if you are using a recruitment consultant to help you with your hiring, because obviously either it impacts your employer reputation because you chose to, you know, partner with this recruitment consultant or with this recruitment agency and they dealt poorly with the candidates, or you your entire recruitment success may may not, you know, you, you may fail in your recruitment because they don't get uh, candidates because they have such bad reputation. So this was an angle that I never really thought about before, and I was really surprised, especially to hear about it with two such well-known and such, you know, established recruitment agencies or companies in Finland. And it really, you know, made me understand how important it is to think about the candidate experiences and their impact on your hiring success. So. So in, the, in the same conversation, it was also mentioned a couple of very well-known Finnish employers, companies that were also on the same blacklist of these people that I was discussing with uh, because uh, in this same industry for the same reasons, because they, you know, don't take care of their candidate experiences. And, and as, a, as a result, uh, the talents working in that industry, in that specific industry, no longer want to apply to any of their jobs because they know that they will get like bad treatment. So even if our profiling is excellent, even though our job uh, post is like super good and we put a lot of money into marketing and advertising it and we have the process right, uh, we might be really good at scheduling our process and, you know, keeping to our schedule and making fast decisions. But if we fail to receive applications because of bad reputation, we won't succeed in our, our hiring. So when we think about success in hiring, we have to understand that there's like a lot of elements that make up the overall success and to it's good to learn why we might fail or why we might succeed. My recommendation is to measure hiring. So these would be sort of the uh, goals uh, for hiring specifically, uh, would be to measure uh, to understand what are your strengths and your weaknesses in your overall hiring process as an organization. Uh, to measure, to know what to fix and what to improve. And obviously the measure to find out uh, how you should optimize 
your ability to sign in your ideal talents because when you hire your ideal talents you know that uh, objective uh, that I have to you know make sure that I understand the promise of the delivery by the end of the probation period and I understand that you know this is a great candidate or a great um, person great fit for our company and is inspired to deliver our customer promise like we do it here so uh, that would mean ideal talent so these would be my recommendations that if you want to measure uh, hiring in order to to succeed then these would be what you need to measure so not to measure just the number of contracts signed because you know that's really not the entire picture. That doesn't. That is not the promise of uh, you know a great hire yet. But also to measure how that happens and uh, what all is influencing your ability to sign in your ideal talents. So those three could work as your. Um, sort of goals or objectives if you don't have uh, measurable uh, uh, or they could work (laughs) sorry objectives are measurable goals are you know the outcome the ideal outcome so those could work as your ideal outcome that you understand what to measure that you want to develop your recruitment uh, your hiring success but then there's also you want to to set up these measurable objectives so that you understand you know what you want to improve and what does the you know what is is the the uh, a goal that you want to achieve but uh, you don't know this unless you measure the baseline get like that the the status what it is now and that means collecting data from chosen data points for you know probably at least 6 months to see if the results are fluctuating over time, uh, are they impacted? Are they different based on who's doing the recruiting? Uh, what time of the year it's done? How much money is put into it? What position it is, and so on. So you you want to learn like what kind of things seem to impact the numbers. So this would be relevant if you wanted to uh, you know improve your hiring success. So you want to learn first where you are now and you want to learn about your strengths and your weaknesses and want to figure out what you need to fix and what you need to strengthen to optimize your, you know, the successful outcome of the overall process. And when we talk about measuring hiring success, I think this is the other element. It's like the overall recruitment success in our business. And then you should also measure the success of every like independent recruitment process to understand, uh, you know, uh, you know how that went. So let's, uh, you know, look beyond that and look at what we all should evaluate first to figure out those strengths and those weaknesses. So we continuously face hiring difficulties that we only ever so often succeed. We have to understand why is it because otherwise we don't know what to fix. So is it that we didn't get good enough applicants, so quality applicants to choose from? Why is that? Is it an employer brand problem? Does our audience not know about us? Are we not attractive enough to be chosen? Uh, Or are we even not known at all as an employer in this specific target audience? 
Or do people in this target audience, do they have wrong impression of us as a place of work? This happens a lot these days as due to the digitalization organizations have changed a lot. You know, their businesses have changed a lot and their employer awareness hasn't been updated. So their reputation, what people think about them, how they describe them, what they think they are, could be like outdated. Or is it a previous uh, candidate experience challenge? Are we uh, failing or is like a bad candidate experience our weakness that we need to fix? Is it a recruitment marketing problem? Was the problem already in the message on the job post? Is that not captivating enough? Is that not informational enough? Was that wrong? Did you not get the profiling right? Uh, was the message on our ads that call to read that job post, was that not calling enough? Or did we even remember to do that kind of marketing? Or did we in general not market this vacancy enough or in the right channels? Was the marketing time, as in the time, the campaign time, you know, the application time, was it too short or was it too long? Or it could be a seasonal challenge. The, the, I mean, seasons do impact hiring more in some countries than in others. For example, here in the Nordics, people have pretty long summer vacations, like four weeks on the average, that does impact hiring if a process kicks off like a couple of weeks before the the regular summer holiday period or at the beginning of the summer vacation. And if it's only like a seven-day long application time, then people are just not going to even, you know, consider they they don't read that time they're on a holiday. Or maybe it's a person-related problem. Is this a hiring manager who needs support? Or is it a recruiter who needs support? Or is it a selection process problem? Did we choose the wrong candidates forward? Did we have the, the wrong uh, traits and the wrong requirements that were, were you know, selection criteria? Or were we too slow? And that's why we lost candidates during the process. Or did we not onboard the new employees well enough at all? Or, you know, did we never get them on the right track? And that's why we failed in this recruitment because, you know, we had to end their contract or they left before the probation period was even over. Or did we use an external recruitment consultant? And we have absolutely no idea why they failed to deliver. Did we help them to succeed or not? How is their reputation? Did we even ask? Do we even know? So when we clearly need to improve our hiring success, we have to find out exactly what needs fixing. So measuring hiring, measuring just the, uh, you know, the number of signed contracts or the number of incoming applications or the number of, of quality candidates, it's quite narrow frame of mind for, you know, developing your entire recruitment uh, and improving your uh, or maximizing your potential to succeed. Measuring hiring is the actual task of finding out, but it's something that needs to be done consistently to understand the trends and the causes. So once we understand our strengths and our weaknesses, we can make a plan to optimize our hiring success based on what are our hiring-related strategic goals and objectives. 
But there's no point measuring the number of applications or the number of signed contracts without understanding how did we get there or did we get there. There's really no point measuring anything unless we want to do something with the information because measuring hiring means that we want to improve our hiring success. I mean, measuring, collecting data, analyzing and reporting, it's just a waste of time unless we want to, you know, use that information for something. When you think about hiring success, you think about finding a person to sign a contract with right. So that's the entire purpose of hiring, is to fill a vacancy. So when the vacancy is filled, the hiring is successful. That's how it goes, like in the most simplistic way to put it. But if we fail in this, how do we know what to fix? So next week, I'm going to take you the next step forward. And I'm going to talk to you about goals, objectives, and metrics to measure your hiring success. Don't forget to come back next week. See you again. Moi moi. Moi.